This podcast is brought to you by Erickson Immigration Group. Welcome to Immigration Nerds. Today we have Vivian Zavatero, who is the director of the John and Geraldine Lilly Museum of Art at the University of Nevada. She specializes in contemporary art and mediation, traveling the world, working on installations, museums, and galleries that teach onlookers the value of diversity, inclusion, and creativity in the work she presents. It's a pleasure to have you on. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And of course, we have our lead researcher, Luke Bianco. Thanks for coming on. Pleasure to be here. Looking forward to the conversation. Thank you. So recently, uh, you guys started a new art exhibit in Medio. We know that it focuses on the Mexico border and you guys use the art through music, photography, painting, and video to share the immigration experience. So how did this first come to be? So I get uh, that question a lot. Like, how do you come up with an idea for an exhibition and uh, where does it start? Um, For this exhibit, it started in 2017, so a really long time ago. Uh, I was working at Documenta, which is an international contemporary exhibit that happens in Kassel, Germany every five years. And I got to meet this artist, his name is Guillermo Galindo. And his work at their documenta, he created instruments made by objects uh, that were left behind by refugees on the island of Lebus in Greece. So he had like a piece of a boat and he would put strings on it and actually play it as a performance piece. And I started talking to him and, and I got really fascinated by uh, this project uh, that he was doing. So he was born and raised in Mexico and his uh, culture and traditions says that objects in general, the sound they make tell a story. So by transforming these objects left behind by immigrants or refugees into instruments, he hoped to keep telling the stories of uh, these immigrants. And we started talking about it and he said that he had a similar project going on in the United States related to the US and Mexico border called Border Cantos. So that that's all when I was like, okay, I wanna do an exhibit uh, that explores ideas related to the border, but more and tie or link to the humanitarian aspect, to those humans that cross the border, especially those that cross the border undocumented. Um, So I started to think about that. And then I moved to, I started researching in general, moved to Reno, Nevada, and started working here at the Lilly as the director and chief curator. Um, And really started digging in into the concept of the show uh, and kind of start bringing it to life. I invited Jeanette Martinez, uh, who used to live here in Reno. She's a PhD student in um, the Central America diaspora through art. Um, And so I invited her to co-curate this exhibit uh, with me. And we start selecting artists and uh, writing the narrative and concepts um, of this exhibit. And so that's like in a nutshell. Yeah, thank you for the for the synopsis and the background on that. The the instruments sound fascinating as well. They are, yeah. We have two pieces uh, from the series Border Cantos by Guillermo Galindo here at the Lily. Wow. 
So what were some of the, the goals or the, the conversations that you hope to spark through this exhibit? And what, what do you ultimately want visitors or viewers to take away from the art? So um, when we talk about immigration, immigration policies, um, and especially undocumented migrants, um, it, it's so political. And, uh, you know, and, and people get so upset from either side, right? Uh, out the spectrum. So my, my goal was to, to really spark curiosity instead of providing my own bias. Uh, I'm an immigrant myself, so you can imagine that my bias uh, is on the liberal side, but uh, my goal was not to give my bias to, to the visitors or to provide a narrative that was authoritarian in a way that was like, here's how you should think about. Uh, rather, I wanted to give people information so they could make their own conclusions about the topic. And I really wanted people to, to see that it's just a scratch on the surface what we are providing here uh, with the art within the museum space. So they could dig in and they themselves could research uh, the topics related to immigration and make up their own minds instead of being fed up by mainstream media. Um, and, the main goal, um, when you enter the exhibit, you see there is this thought bubbles on the walls, there are questions, and you can see those pictures online uh, on our website, unr.edu slash the lily. The questions ask, why did you leave? What did you bring with you? Why did you what did you have to leave behind? And so really think about migration from a humanitarian perspective instead of political one. And I know it's hard to separate politics from immigration, perhaps impossible. <laughs> uh, however, I really wanted people to engage with more the humanitarian side. Uh, you know, a lot of immigrants, they leave everything they know behind. And undocumented immigrants, they know that the journey is gonna be artists, artists through, you know, um, a very harsh environment. They, they can die, they can, go to a detention center, but even knowing all that, they make the decision to leave and to, to make the journey in hopes of better lives. So instead of judging, how about we ask, you know, why? Why are you leaving? Why are you leaving everything behind? And what happened when you arrive? Uh, you know, let's engage more in, with immigrants that way instead of, uh, you know, stereotyping them as criminals because they don't have documents. Right. And I'm curious to hear what were some of the answers to that when they asked, why did they leave and what did they leave behind? Because talking to the director at highest, she was speaking about an El Salvadorian child and maybe he was 13 years old, but he was the oldest out of the family of eight, uh, said that he was told that, hey, you have to go. You have to go on your own because... One, we can't afford to, you know, house and clothe and, and feed you. So you have to make this journey on your own. So literally from El Salvador through Mexico to the U.S. border, this 13-year-old, you know, left his family and his brothers and sisters all alone, you know, um, and traveled through, you know, multiple countries uh, to get to the United States. So I, I know just a personal story. I, I know that is uh, one of the cases. What, what are some of the answers to those questions that you received through this installation? Um, so it's interesting that you brought uh, El Salvadorian migrant into the 
the story here, the the um, the, the conversation here, because one of the artists uh, included in this exhibit, her name is Chiara Aileen Machado, and she explores uh, the perspective on migrations from a Central American perspective. And one of the pieces is called it's called uh, Tres Fronteras, which means three borders, which is what, for example, El Salvadorians have to go through, you know, from El Salvador to Mexico, Mexico, the United States, and then that third cultural border that they have to cross. Um, it's very artist process, you know, to get here. But going back to reasons why people might decide to uh, go through all this, you know, I think they're very unique in every single one of them. And I'm not um, a scholar on the subject by any means. I just curated this uh, one exhibit. But from my research uh, in the past couple of years, they vary. A lot of it related to wars or um, crime that uh, like not that, not that they uh, are criminals, but they experience a lot of crime and they want to live a better life, a, a life that they can provide that is safer for their daughters, their sons. Uh, they want to provide a better life for their kids uh, in a place that they won't be involved in drug trafficking and so on. Uh, so I think it, it varies a lot. One aspect of Enmedio that was in collaboration with Dr. Debbie Baim, who is a scholar here at UNR, is she brought letters from sent from detention centers here in the United States, and they're on view at the exhibition. So you can get perspectives from these people and why they left and also what they are going through in, in detention facilities here in the United States now, you know, and um, these letters are really, 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 really hard to read. When I was going through them, obscuring the identities and alien numbers and so on from the letters, I, um, I was crying the whole time. You know, some letters say that ICE guards uh, raped them or violently abuse them. Um, others tell stories of what they went through um, in their home countries and, that, and, and that the reason why they decided to come uh, and seek asylum in the United States. So uh, it, it really varies and uh, most of, of them are really heavy. You, you mentioned a couple of the, the different artists that you've worked with through this, this exhibit, Jaindo, uh, Machado, and a couple of others. Um, would you be able to, to talk about what you think the value of bringing in all these different multimedia types of, of art to this project to really tell that holistic story of immigration between the U.S. and Mexico border? Um, and it, it seems like that was a very conscious choice to have different types of art and different types of, of medium portrayed here. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, the cool thing about art is um, how it has the power to create change, but also to create unity. And um, when I'm curating an exhibition, I'm always thinking about, first, how is it relevant to the communities the museum serves? So how can I make this exhibition relevant? Because most museums, they're still, the audiences is whiter and older than you know, the, the makeup of our communities in general. So how can I make it relevant to all? And how can I make the space available uh, for everybody to feel welcome into, not only white old people? Uh, no offense to white old people. <laughs> I'm sure it's none taken. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Um, and, you know, so 
how can we engage with different groups and so on? So by, you know, including sculptures made of you know, with objects left behind by migrants. Uh, I'm educating people on different ways, like, you know, experimental music, uh, another culture, another perspective, another way of looking into life, another way at looking at this issue. Uh, by including, you know, by, uh, for example, again, Chiara Machado um, uh, pieces, her pieces, um, I, I'm, you know, showing people uh, imagery from Central America. She always uh, integrates this really incredible, colorful, textural uh, imagery into her pieces that are uh, incredible to look at. Sometimes, you know, one of the pieces in the show is called Centro. It has a lot of eucalyptus leaves on it, and you almost can smell it, you know, <laughs> when you are uh, standing in front of it. For example, photography, I, I think, is a very um, my more like documentary way of portraying memories and kind of tapping into those uh, feelings in the audience, in the viewer. You know, art always takes two or more, right? The artist or artists of a piece and the viewer. Without the viewer, the art, art doesn't exist. So that relationship between uh, who is looking at it and who made it. There are performance pieces too, one by Zandra Ibarra where it's called La Corrida and she's running on the Rio Grande riverbed. That is incredible. Zandra actually is coming here to the Lily to give a talk tomorrow. Um, she She's just amazing. I'm really excited to have her here. And also uh, Josue Rivas is one of the artists included in the show. And he's uh, mainly a photographer uh, as a medium that he uses, but he also does uh, film uh, and he's an activist himself. And his work explores immigration from an indigenous perspective. One of the pieces in the show is called The Border Crossed Us. And it talks about indigenous peoples that have been in, you know, in their land for generations and all of a sudden they're considered illegal in their own land. So the, you know, the selection of the works in the show, just bringing to the attention different ways of interacting with art, but also different how these pieces offer a, a new perspective of looking into the theme of immigration. This exhibit is ongoing, correct? Uh, the, it's a temporary exhibit hmm. um, and it will be up until January 2022. So it's longer than yeah. the exhibits um, that we normally have. We uh, got so many offers to collaborate in different with different organizations and different departments within the university. So I thought I would keep it going a little longer than normal. Great, great. Now, how has the reception been uh, so far since it's been up? Amazing. Um, uh, at first, like it, when, you know, we are a small museum, so our budget is really small. Um, so I have to always to ask for funds from uh, different uh, foundations and grants and so on. And um, there are a couple foundations that I always ask uh, for funds. And uh, one of them told me that they wouldn't fund the show because I was promoting immigration. Uh, oh, and wow. I was like, okay. oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm just talking about it, but okay. <laughs> um, but it's, it's just interesting. At the beginning, I was like, wow, you know, I might guess some people that will be upset about it. Um, but in the, you know, for the, the first couple of course, when it opened in 
in July, so two months already, uh, we've been getting really, really good uh, feedback. Uh, a lot of people uh, reaching out to come and see and tour uh, the exhibit. A lot of schools coming to tour a lot of classrooms, uh, a lot of classes here at the university uh, they have incorporated into their syllabi. So uh, very positive. Um, it's been the reception and I'm, uh, I'm incredibly grateful that, you know, it was taken in a positive way. I think at first people were like, oh, okay. And now they're like, oh, I get it. <laughs> that's, that's really great to hear. Um, well, we're actually, we're based in Washington, D.C., and a number of our listeners are based all over the world. And we were wondering, are, are there ways that individuals or our listeners can engage with the exhibit if they if they don't necessarily have access to, to visit in person? Are there, are there digital? People can go to our website um, and also our Instagram. Uh, we don't have like a huge uh, social media presence because of our small staff. However, you know, if there's something coming up that is going to be available online, I always try to put it out there. And I also am commissioning a couple of little videos that we're going to do related to the exhibit. Uh, so the website, sign up for the newsletter, um, anything new that comes up at the Lily, we will we'll send out a, an email blast. Um, so those are ways of um, keeping um, engaged. We're also uh, taking donations of either uh, actual things uh, like first aid kits, uh, water bottles, uh, socks, um, and, and different kinds of uh, resources for no more deaths which is a nonprofit organization out of um, Arizona. Uh, and I can send you guys some more information of the list of items they take and so on. And, and if anybody wants to donate funds to them, they, they can go to their website. And uh, we also applied for a grant for an, a catalog for this exhibit. Um, so if we uh, get those funds, we'll be able to uh, publish a catalog with all the artworks in the show, but also some essays um, related to uh, the themes the exhibition explores. The work that you do is absolutely important. Um, to show the, the cultural expression and the immigrant experience and, and to show it through all different types of mediums is all important because we, we need different lenses to experience these different stories. And that's what your exhibit provides. And we'll make sure that hopefully we get a couple more people before the, the exhibit closes in January. So they'll hear this. And now if you know you're in the Nevada area, you know, you're in you're in Reno, you know what to check out. Uh so uh Vivian, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you again for having me. And um, I think the work you both do too is incredible. So keep up with the good work. Follow immigration nerds on Twitter at IMM Nerds and Erickson Immigration Group on LinkedIn to join in the conversation. I'm Ian Gaines. See you next week.